El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do anything at all, ever. Joining me today, he is my co-host on this podcast, so you already know who I'm talking about. He has podcast about Batman. He has a podcast about his cool friends. He doesn't even like sports. And most importantly, he's the co-host of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, he is intelligent. He's handsome. He is smooth. He's got moves. He's got jokes. He's got bars. He's got a standing desk now. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Todd Brown. That's me. That's me. I just introduced myself. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, please stop it. Please stop coming on the show. What's the... Can this week's guest please confirm what Jeff is doing right now? God damn it. We don't have a guest this week. Sorry, Adam. It's just, this is a public opinion situation and the public thinks you are fibbing. I don't trust the public to think that. That might not have come out the way I meant to say it. Hey, that's Jeff's here, my co-host. Hey, it's me. I'm popular. I don't even remember if you were on last week's episode. Probably I'm so, not. I'm so discombobulated from moving. This no, is... look at me. I'm Adam Tom Brown. I'm moving <laughs> to a new domicile. <laughs> we know. Moving sucks, but it sure does. That's why I don't do it. We're 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 mostly settled in, and now I'm back to recording. This is the fourth thing I will have recorded since uh, I moved into this new stewed. Into your new bachelor pad, but you know, yeah, but that's my, my husband. I'm in my man cave right now, <laughs> essentially. Ugh, wives, <laughs> right? Right. I got a I got a mini fridge full of brewskis in here. I don't. There's and no twins. <laughs> oh man, Jeff, how's it going? Good. Uh, it's good. I like the um, the Budweiser Frogs tin sign that you have hanging up in your man cave behind you. Uh, my head's blocking the Billy Big Mouth Bass. Yeah, right next to the uh, your your number twenty Tony Stewart pennant. Yeah, yeah. My Billy Big Mouth sings "Pop That Pussy" by Two Live Crew. It's really cool. I had it That's hacked. It. I bought it on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. A hacked Big Mouth Billy Bass would fucking own. (laughs) Yeah, it would be pretty great. Someone do that and send it to us, please. I know someone in the audience has the capability. My neck, my back. (laughs) Look my pussy in my crack. I'm a fish. Oh, that would be so good. So uh, we're talking about some some stray news stories. I when I research these podcasts, we sometimes do local news roundups. We do international news roundups. Sometimes we do episodes that are about just one thing, and sometimes I come across stories that don't really fit in any of that, but they also aren't enough for a full episode. It's the buffet of of things. It's like maybe you want some scrambled eggs and a little salad, and maybe it's the Fraser theme. No, um, and a little flan. It's a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. It's a whole damn platter of stories I miss, I miss buffets they're like dead now yeah i think they pretty much are there's a shakies near me and there's no way there's no way the buffet is still running oh the shakies it might be yeah that's a good point so this first story i want to talk about it is actually long enough for an entire episode because there is an episode of the conspiracy podcast coming out about it tomorrow if you uh want the the full details and this actually doesn't come up in that episode because it hadn't happened by the time we recorded that episode joe rogan got covid which not surprising yeah get out of town and according to media reports is taking a horse dewormer drug to treat it pretty crazy huh that's crazy this Adam, is a, that's so crazy. This of is course, a, that information is of little surprise to anybody expecting to hear a story about Joe Rogan's health. Yeah, the part where he has COVID isn't surprising. It's the, the horse dewormer part 
that is kind of suspect because here's the thing. He's not. He's not taking a drug that is for horses. This is a story that's a lot like that popcorn lung story where people were using bootleg vape cartridges that they bought from a guy and it was giving them a weird disease called popcorn lung. But the powers that be... Whoever, for some reason, used those stories and tied jewel pods to it. And in every instance, implied that it was jewel pods that were giving people popcorn lung, which was not the case. But nevertheless, it kind of destroyed jewel as a company and this is pretty much the same thing ivermectin which is the drug in question yes there is a horse version of it but it's also a drug that is used for humans safely it's approved by the fda it's just not approved for use with covid yet but it's a drug that millions if not billions of people take around the world it won its creators a nobel prize in 2015 because there are, for math. Right. Well, for medicine, at least. No, I was well, way off. I mean, the math behind what they did is pretty crazy. There were these two diseases. They mostly impact poor countries in really tropical regions. One is called river blindness. Uh, the other, I'm not even going to disrespect that disease's good name by trying to pronounce it. Uh, but ivermectin, once they developed it for human use, which was very shortly after the animal version happened, I think six years later, it essentially eradicated these two diseases in those countries. And for that, the makers of it won a Nobel Prize. And if you read about it any time before COVID, it's described as almost a wonder drug. But once COVID hits and this started happening, now anytime anyone writes anything about it, it's just a horse drug. Well, this, there's two aspects of that. One, this is sort of like when people were like, uh, you know, the ingredients of a Subway roll are the, has similar ingredients as a yoga mat. Remember when that was the story? Oh, yeah. And it was like, what is that? What are you trying to say? Like carbon? <laughs> Yeah, carbon carbons in it, you know, like, do you know, water and hydrochloric acid have similar ingredients. It's like, well, sure, there's always going to be similar ingredients to that aspect. But the other aspect is some people are taking the horse paste. That's the thing. Don't take this. What I'm saying as me endorsing people taking an animal drug. No one is saying take animal drugs. You should not. I'm, I would go so far as to say don't take any drugs your doctor doesn't prescribe except weed. Ketamine. Well, ketamine, that, of course. That's, that's, that's a good that, horse drug right there. Yeah, that's a, who's a good horsey drug? Oh, you're a good horse. I'm so high. That's the thing. Or that's the other thing about ivermectin. This thing where people are taking it to treat their human diseases but opting for the animal version, it was happening before COVID. So this isn't a case of COVID snake oil salesmen pushing this through shady websites. There are two different versions of this drug and the doctors who are pushing it, who are perfectly reputable doctors. One of them is named Pierre Corey. He has worked at the University of Wisconsin for fucking decades. He's the head of a hospital system in Milwaukee now. He's pushing a human version of this drug that has been used for years and years and years all around the world, very safely. And then there are people hearing the name of the drug and going, I've seen that somewhere. It's uh, at fucking animal stores. I, I'm just going to... because prescription. It's at, Beck's, dr- it's at Beck's Country Feed. And it is. That's, that's kind of the problem. And that's the thing. There's no pill that's going to cure stupid. Like, there are people that are going to go out and do that kind of thing. And... One of the other things the human version of ivermectin treats is rosacea. And if you Google ivermectin rosacea 2019, or I'll link to it in the show notes, you'll find a bunch of articles about people buying the horse version of ivermectin to treat their rosacea because for whatever reason, they couldn't get a prescription or didn't want to do the work to get the prescription so they took a shortcut and fucking poisoned themselves by using the animal version. The animal version of this drug will fucking kill you, possibly at least hospitalize you. Don't It'll take give it. you massive. I've been seeing a lot of the people that have been getting like massive diarrhea, um, specifically like in public, which is like objectively funny. 
Right. But what I find a little troubling and misleading about all this is every article that you read, including the CDC advisory, points to two examples. One, a guy who just bought some pills of undetermined strength off the internet, took five a day until he started hallucinating, and another guy who took a version that is made for cattle. But then they also say there have been 88,000 prescriptions written for this drug. So what happened to those people? Did it help their COVID? Did it make their COVID worse? Did they all turn into horses like in Sorry to Bother You? What happened to those people? And no one's saying anything about it. And that's that's the thing about the Joe Rogan story. He is rich beyond your wildest dreams. He did not take the fucking horse version of this drug. So if you're reading this and you're a Joe Rogan fan and you're stupid, you're going to see that and go, oh, well, Joe Rogan, they're saying Joe Rogan took a horse drug, so I, I must be fine to take a horse drug. I would like to add that uh, if you see this and you're a Joe Rogan fan and you are stupid, is a bit repetitive? Yeah, a, l- a little bit. A little bit. That's that's true. But that's that's, like If you're a swimmer and you occasionally get wet. But that's what makes reporting this story in that way so dangerous because there are going to be people who will just read this and go oh well that's the mainstream media trying to hide something from me so if joe rogan's taking the horse version i can take the horse version it should be very clear when you're reporting on this that joe rogan is not taking the horse version of this drug by reporting it this way you are doing exactly what you accuse right-wing media of doing, which is encouraging people to take the horse version of this drug. You're just doing it in that shitty parent way where if you tell a child enough that they can't have something and you're enough of an asshole about it, they're going to want it even more. So people think they're being fucking ethical by basically assassinating the character of this drug that won a fucking Nobel Prize Because that makes the headlines look kookier and people are going to click on them. But you're killing as many people as a fucking Facebook post that says, hey, take the horse version. Like this is, they know people are going to see that and think, well, it worked for Joe Rogan. It's going to work for me too. And uh, stop, be better, be better at your fucking jobs. Yeah, this is, this is one of those things where like, you're like, I'm against uh, this information. And it's like, but at some point in time, Darwin's got to step in, right? Uh with the idea and i know that's obviously a reckless comedy bit but but but, very stupid people are making themselves very sick but that's the thing you're like it seems like a comedy bit but it's also the truth there's always going to be that element of society that's going to do dumb shit like this like again people were doing it in 2019 i like boric acid is a good example that is a powder that you can use to kill roaches and it's also a supplement that you can use to treat yeast infections. I'm sure the, the supplement version will kill a roach, but I'm also pretty sure you shouldn't put the roach version inside your cooch to treat a yeast infection. And if you do, that was a bad idea, and you're going to suffer the consequences. It seems like there have been several steps that you have taken in your life that have not gone well yeah, to get pe- you into this pot. And the people at Ace Hardware shouldn't be responsible for telling you not to put that in your body but people are gonna do that shit no matter what and it's just not helping to report a story like this because it's going to encourage people who are inclined to that kind of stupidity like how many stories have we heard about people fucking injecting fucking caulk into their asses <laughs> yeah we have <laughs> but oh we get know, it no, like, you're the, there. like silicone type stuff you know, like you hear all these like silicon dick just going right in your bh like you you always hear about these crazy like it happens in la all the time there was one not too long ago at lionel richie's place i think and a cock uh, party priscilla presley got like disfigured because there was this party where a plastic surgeon showed up and was like hey i'm gonna fix all like a fucking tupperware party and all these people showed up and he was like a fucking kook and wrecked people's faces i that specifically is objectively funny that is objectively funny and it's a a, like you're saying this story as if it's a negative story (laughs) and i'm here to tell you that is not the case well it's a potent reminder that this kind of thing is always going to happen and we shouldn't politicize it for uh clicks on an internet article 
You think that guy was uh, caulking on the ceiling? <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> oh, man. Hello. It's <laughs> the song he did. Well, the, the blind woman made the really bad sculpture of him. So good. Oh, I love it. Busted bust. Yeah, you are blind. I bet you can buy those somewhere now. I wouldn't mind having I can guarantee you you could find a candle of it. (laughs) I want a Lionel Richie bust in this studio pronto. And then we decorate him like the Joker. (laughs) 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 And uh, so before we move on, fucking mandatory disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to take this drug. I don't know if it works for COVID. There are more than 70 clinical trials underway to see if it works for COVID. Even the FDA said they're looking into it. So again, that's a far cry from <laughs> LOL horse drugs. But don't 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 take any drugs that I suggest. Not even weed. Like, yeah, and don't probably don't take medicine if there's a horse on it. Yeah, definitely don't take the animal version of any drug. Uh, talk to your doctor about drugs. Don't listen to podcast hosts, be it me or Joe Rogan or whatever bullshit. Yeah. you're listening to talk to your doctor about how cool drugs are yeah yeah talk to your doctor about how cool you'll look in pictures if you got a cigarette in your mouth yeah. talk to your doctor about pcp that's my favorite thing about the latest campaign against vaping i heard a commercial the other day and they were like big tobacco shouldn't get away with making nicotine look cool it's like cigarettes are the coolest looking thing on the fucking planet. Yeah, you know what doesn't look cool? A robot dick in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You know what does look cool? Fucking cigarettes. C- fucking cigarettes. You don't see the Marlboro man vaping? <laughs> I bet he is, though, now. I would heaven. 100% we should do, like, a vape Marlboro man ad. <laughs> like a like a That'll rustic looking Marlboro man. I got the cowboy hat. That's really, I got the vapes, so... But if you I wear got the cowboy the hat, hat. <laughs> you've got the vapes. Let's make lots of money. I bet we would. I bet we would. You're like, how do we make money off this? We'll figure it out. <laughs> Toba- Big Tobacco is going to sponsor it. Big old tobacco. So let's talk about some Nazi swag. You know what, Adam? I would love to. Jeff has a story about it that we'll get to in a second which is why I put this story on the list. BBC reality show host had to apologize recently for auctioning off a bunch of Nazi swag. There's this BBC reality show called Bargain Hunt, where two pairs of contestants go to antique shops to buy shit, and whoever sells their shit at auction for the most profit wins. It's exactly the kind of shit I go in for when it comes to reality shows. Uh, It's had a few controversies. There was a thing where uh, someone from the band Happy Mondays cheated to win his episode. Uh, There was a host who quit after a big fight with producers. And now an auctioneer named Tim Weeks has apologized after his auction house was found to be selling Nazi memorabilia. (laughs) Among the items for sale were a Third Reich banner, which was selling for 2,000 British pounds, which is $2,767 in real money. Also, a much more reasonably priced collection of Nazi badges, which could be had for just 300 pounds. Jeff, you just saw some Nazi stuff for sale. I sure did. At an antique store in Putnam, Connecticut. I was there with my mom and my nephew. We were. My mom's like, let's go antiquing. And I was, I was walking, I was like, man, that... That looks weird. And then I looked at it and I was like, that is a Nazi armband. And then I looked closer and saw they had a concentration camp armband as well. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, and then I was like, oh, this is, at least it's just a history thing. And then there was like a smiley face sticker with a Hitler mustache. And I was like, oh no, this person just likes Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was surprisingly affordable. Well, well, what was it? What was it going for? I think I could get a Nazi armband for like under $300. Yeah, that's I mean, you might like want to buy thing. that and consider flipping it in an auction on a British auction. Yeah. It, selling uh, Nazi memorabilia is not illegal in the United States. It is illegal in lots of parts of Europe, if you can imagine that. It's certainly unethical. It's highly unethical. Because you're like, who who's buying this? What's this for? Like, you know what you should, it should be bait. That's what it should be. It should be an entrapment situation where like you put it out there and if somebody takes the bait, you follow their ass home and you put them on a list. Yeah. Or it should be like donated to museums that deal with keeping the horrors of yeah. Nazi Germany alive as opposed to. Yeah. Not the cool museum. Yeah. As opposed to a rich guy in England who just uh, admires the Nazis and wants as much shit as he can get. 
Lemmy Kilmeister. <laughs> He's dead now, though. Yeah, he had a hell of a Nazi collection, right? Yeah, he he sure did. Uh, what did he ever tell us why he had that collection? Is there like an interview about why he did that? Yeah, he probably just hated Jews. I don't know. Which it was weird because his long term partner was black, right? I don't I don't know that much about. Oh, yeah, Lemmy. that's fair. But it was just when you saw that and you're like, why do you why do you need this, Lemmy? Yeah, yeah, that is weird. You can sell stuff like this in the UK. That's still perfectly legal is it right sir governor i went to seattle recently and one of the places we visited was the aviation museum which is fascinating it's gigantic there's you get to walk through actual concords you get to walk through air force one and it's like a retired air force one not the current one so don't get any ideas you'll be walking through your air force one (laughs) god that was such a good song that might be my favorite nelly song you're not wrong yeah, it's 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 really fucking good. So we're at the Aviation Museum, and they had, obviously, a lot of World War II stuff. And I think I texted you some pictures. They were very uh, soft on the Nazis. Like, it was almost a celebration of Nazi ingenuity, which I get it. They, they had a lot of ingenuity to them. Especially in aviation. Right. That's what, Like, that's one of those things where when people, like... I love when people are like, you know, this thing was founded by a bad person. And I'm like, yeah, and jet engines were created by the Nazis, but I'm not taking a biplane across the country. So, yeah, you got to lean into it. A big part of our intelligence apparatus in the United States was jump started with the help of lots and lots of Nazis. Nazis built modern America. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and also we inspired them. Like, they went through their entire eugenic system based entirely off of our slavery system. What are you talking about, Jeff? It's like, oh, you're going to get mad at us now for it? You guys were like, you set the whole book. Yeah, we really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We perfected it already. Back exactly. off. Yeah, get your own shit. So, yeah, the this show, the guy is apparently still on the show. He, This is a quote. His name's Tim Weeks. This is the quote he put out. Upon learning that a number of Third Reich items are listed for auction, I have contacted the head of our military department to withdraw them immediately from sale as we would never wish to cause any offense. We apologize if any has unintentionally been caused. I'm Tim Weeks, innit? I'm Tim Weeks, innit? Do we believe him? Oh, I'm Tim Weeks, innit? He means a guy trying to sell shit. I think he owns the auction house so he should know i would say he i would say it's probably correct it's like i don't feel like he's trying to pull one over like oh watch us be a nazi i think he's just like oh this was a huge fuck up my bad yo like i buy that i buy him being like sorry about that that was a mistake at least he wasn't like cancel culture has come to the uk (laughs) boy is it canceled in it (laughs) Jeff, how much money would you spend to stay a night at Buffalo Bill's house from Silence of the Lambs? How much money would you give me to do it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, nope. You got you to gotta shell out for, for an honor pay, like this. Pay money. Yes. To go yes. to the, the serial killer's bad house. Well, if you're ever in Fayette County, Pennsylvania, which you obviously will be at some point. I, I summer there. Yeah. Well, you know, what would a night be worth? Because I'd go um, as high as like 125 150 Probably. I would say I would go upwards of $64 to do that. And that's only because I needed a place and like the roadside inn was uh, booked up. All booked up for the yeah. Silence of the Lambs Festival. Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, it's actually going to cost you closer to $675 a night. But hey, it's a thing you can rent now. How about that? That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good to me. I mean, I, also, I get like I liked that movie, but I I wouldn't want to be like you know where I want to go the the awful place at the end that's gross. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Buffalo Bill's house mostly just stood out to me for like having that that big hole in the floor where he lowered the it puts the lotion in the basket, and it's got a really dark basement. Like, well, it it's also like it has a very musty look to it. Remember when she walks in, and I'd be like, oh man, this house smells like soup, but I don't see soup. That's not a good sign. Yeah, it looks gross, and they say it's mostly untouched from the time when they filmed yeah. the movie, which is concerning. But they are outfitting the other rooms with, like, Silence of the Lambs themes, and 
making it a whole experience. Look, if that's what you want to do, if that's what you like, more power to you. Um, is Silence of the Lambs fandom such that they're going to be really pulling in a good amount of money off of this Airbnb? That's the question, too, which is probably why it's so expensive. I mean, Hannibal was canceled, right? The, yeah, that was a good show, though. I heard it was a good show. I still haven't seen it. I guess I'm kind of the reason why it was canceled. But, mm-hmm. like, when you, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I like Silence of the Lambs. If it's on, I'll give it a watch, probably. I like Red Dragon. That's a good one. But I wouldn't. Ugh. The prices can go as high as $3,300 a night closer to Halloween, which that's when I could see them making money. But, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, guess if you have, like, six people. Yeah go all in on even then that's like 500 bucks a pop yeah and also you have to consider what did this house cost because i bet he didn't spend a ton of money on a house in fayette county the only reason one would is because it's the fucking buffalo bob house or buffalo bill or yeah and i that's where the is the fandom enough question important to me because is anyone really going to spend that much money to own this house bit of a gamble in it but if you can get it for cheap and your mortgage is not a lot every month one or two people staying a night each month is gonna make you a little bit of money and i guess the more untouched and 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 cobwebby it gets you know that's just ambiance yeah so you don't have to do shit to maintain it and you yeah, if like, you rent it out you get to stay there by yourself imagine being the uh the the cleaner that shows up to fix that because that would be a fucking nightmare be like i don't know what i'm supposed to do like you accidentally cleaned up the kitchen and this is a problem yeah it it reminds me of the field of dreams house that just hosted one of the most amazing baseball games in history but also hosted me and chet wild which was also probably a pretty big honor for them and by that i mean we just went there uh which is a thing anyone can do for free and they have a guy who walks around in the dead of summer wearing an old-fashioned wool baseball suit a white socks costume yeah which he has to be melting inside that thing i feel so bad for him yeah and but he was all he was just hanging with us because we were the only people there and we at one point asked what it cost to stay at the house twenty five hundred dollars a night that's I mean, a lot i guess late 80s films garner a lot of i'd be like can i stay in the predator 2 building that would be a cool one can i tell you t- who two of the co-owners of the field of dreams house are and i think once i tell you you'll you'll understand what they probably use it for uh Matthew Perry from Friends and Wade Boggs. That is a fucking Midwest fuckhouse is what that is. Yeah, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs seem I, I bet it's also because where it's in uh, Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm guessing Wade Boggs has it as his um, like hunting lodge. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, because he's a very, a, he's, very rural area. Me and, and he did a show there. He's a big hunter. Yeah. So that would make sense. But, uh, and Matthew, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's, it's for doing, uh, horse pills. It's for doing, <laughs> you just yeah. go there and then it's a farmhouse. So you go back and find some ketamine that's sitting in there and then you just have <laughs> yourself a Matthew Perry weekend. Or if you can't afford to stay there, check out the Colonial Inn, a hotel so wretched that when I told the audience we were staying there, an audible gasp came from the entire room when the hotel that you go to see the haunted baseball field is actually haunted it's a problem (laughs) it still used old old school keys so like every person who and they did not say do not duplicate so you could just take that to ace and make a copy and stay there whenever you don't get caught or most realistically you can rob people yes that's what i've gone back several times and done that that seems Uh, like a ultimate scam it's just that it's the colonial inn so everyone who's there is broke so there's not much to steal yeah, you're gonna get a lot of guns and drugs if you rob somebody there <laughs> here's one final quote from homeowner chris rowan he's the guy who bought the silence of the lambs house we've been working hard to create an unforgettable experience for fans that's why we decided to offer the house on a private rental basis in other words you and your booked group alone will have exclusive access to the house during your stay. No other visitors or guests will be allowed at the home or on the premises. We want to give fans access to this unique opportunity to spend a night or two or even a week 
at Buffalo Bill's house and live out all of their silence fantasies. He had me until that last sentence. Sounds like he's playing with fire. Yeah, that silence fantasies thing is, uh, what? <laughs> is he what doing was- like abducting women tourism? Yeah. What? Chris, <laughs> what? We got a shuttle van that will take you to a nearby shopping mall parking lot. Yeah. Can you help me listen to this while you listen to America Girl by Tom Pretty? Okay, a couple things. First off, or even a week, bit of a lofty. That's a bit from downtown there, Chris. I don't I don't know if that one's going to go in. That's a lot um, of time. Yeah. You want to spend $3,500? On top of that, there's this idea that I'm thinking that it also serves as sort of like a, like a, like a pay-to-play haunted house when it's not rented. Because he's like, no other guests will have access to the house during your stay. So it's essentially like you rent a museum to be closed off. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, it would make sense if he's like given tours otherwise. Yeah, but even then, that's... Uh, I mean, I guess there's nothing to do in Fayette County, Pennsylvania. It seems like once all 10,000 people in Fayette County, Pennsylvania go, you've lost your entire market. The population of the county is 136,000. Oh, yeah, so... It's not not a big place. No. But uh, I'm sure they got, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings. A Buffalo a Buffalo Bill Wild Wings? <laughs> God damn it! How, how did, did I leave that on How did table? you let that one slide by? Oh, I don't know. But if they have a Buffalo Wild Wings, Adam, why would you even go to the Buffalo Bill house? I wouldn't. You know no, that. You'd go. you'd go to the Wild... We should record a live podcast there. We yes, should do with- like a fun, a, a crowd fund to get us all the way out to Fayette County, Pennsylvania, which I'm sure direct flights out of LAX. I thought you meant Buffalo Wild Wings and I was so for it. <laughs> I already had like national tour wheels spinning in my head. The Buffalo like, we'll just- Wild Wings tour? Yeah, I would. Oh, my God. Ask I them would to sponsor love- a tour. I would love. Or just let us do it. Even if they don't want to sponsor it. Just Could let you us imagine- do it there. You're like you're you're there. You're trying to go and watch the football match or the football <laughs> match, depending. And instead, it's just three jerks doing stand up comedy or a live podcast. It's like when they had comedy at Barney's Beanery. It's like, Oof. what are you doing? You're just going to anger everyone. I've in the done room. that. We'd be like, uh, you don't even like sports and then get stabbed by the yes. people there for not <laughs> understanding what we were doing. All right. Let's talk about this next story. Simple mistake. Dog the bounty hunter who has been dogged by accusations of racism for years now, more than a decade, going on two decades. It turns out, simple misunderstanding, Jeff. This whole time, he thought he had a pass to say the N-word. And it's just that no one told him it had been revoked. Um, dog. Can I call you dog? You never had that pass. Yeah, that's that's not a pass that I think is issued and if it is you better get it on paper to be fair adam and i do have this pass it's in my samsung wallet yeah i have it right i i printed it on a shirt because then i'm never without it and i'm not caught in a situation like dog the bounty hunter yeah it's like your american express card (laughs) the n-word card don't leave home without it imagine believing you had a pass to say the n-word this all started because he snubbed his daughter uh from his upcoming wedding he's getting hitched didn't invite daughter the bounty hunter aka bonnie chapman to his wedding in response to that she went public and said what we have all known for years now which is that dog the bounty hunter is a racist and a homophobe who just casually drops the n-word at will in regular conversation and she also claims that the reason she wasn't invited to the wedding is because of her support for the black lives matter movement which uh no way doesn't sound like dog the bounty hunter at all i like how at this point in time she's just like yeah my dad's a racist yeah i guess if it weren't for the black lives matter thing it would seem like an extreme reaction to not being invited to a wedding yeah i mean here's the thing is it's like if your father isn't inviting you to your wedding, it's clear that there's an issue there. Like, I get yeah. that. And at the same time, I'm like, this is a pretty, that's a burn it all down situation. But also, if it's during the Black Lives Matter movement, and he's clearly doing this because he's against it. Although, to be fair, that's bad for business for Dog to support Black Lives Matter. Because he, also... he, he's got to chase those uh, incarcerated, <laughs> un- unpoorly incarcerated uh, and, and bail-given people down. Oh, yeah, 100%. 
And also, yeah, you're right. If that's the case, if it was happening during the Black Lives Matter movement, even if we already know he's super duper racist, which his son leaked audio of him being super racist in 2007. And how that's much how of a we know. piece of shit, actual racist. That's the thing where you have to believe it because two of his children are like, <laughs> no, this guy's a fucking racist. Like two Two of your children. That's most of your children, isn't it? Yeah, and Black Lives Matter, That was that's a good time to remind people. Like, that's a booster shot that Dog the Bounty Hunter needs. Like, everyone needs to be reminded that he's a racist piece of shit. So, here we are. Reminder, everybody. He's a racist piece of shit. And then, to make it even crazier, he goes on Entertainment Tonight and does an interview with Kevin Frazier, who is black, and... Uh, this is this is how that interview goes. Do you want to play Kevin Frazier or Dog? Um, let's see, does Dog say the N word in here? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then I don't want to say it. I understand, Dog. I thought I had a pass in the Black Tribe to use it, kind of like Eminem. Which note? I don't think Eminem has that pass. Who gave you this pass? The brothers. Who are the brothers? I had just gotten out of prison in 1979 after spending time, 18 months in Texas, and it was probably three-fourths from the black tribe. So that was a word that we used back and forth. This may be a compliment. My pass expired for using it. But no one told me that. To say a racist name doesn't qualify to make you a racist. Okay, well, if you use that word, if you use it in your regular everyday life, it makes you a racist i have more black friends than eminem there's more to the interview but can you argue with that last point no that's that's he has very r kelly getting interviewed (laughs) vibes in this one i would also like to add that he does what all old racist uh people do and he says i'm 33.5 percent apache (laughs) yes but because of over 15 years ago, I have an Achilles heel when I because I used the wrong word. That word is the N word, man. Yeah, it's the John Mulaney joke. Every time you're not saying it now. And there's a reason. Yeah. No one's saying it now. It's because you don't fucking say it. That's a bad word. I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. Adam. Wow. I'm going to say that it's a bad word. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> yeah, it's in Kevin Frazier did call him on that. I have more black friends than Eminem thing. He was like, well, that's the argument racists use. It's called the proximity argument. And then Dog the Bounty Hunter just like doubled down and was like, I was in Vietnam with black people or something like that. He was, it was not a flattering interview. It didn't help. Yeah. the, The only good thing that ever came from Dog the Bounty Hunter was his advice on an episode of his show back when it aired, which was anytime you see an American flag in front of a house, that house has guns in it, which... I think that's probably pretty true. Yeah, that's not wrong. Which uh, makes my present living situation very tenuous because there are a lot of guns around me. You should put a flag of a gun out and people would be like, there's a lot of American flags in there. (laughs) Exactly. So let's talk about some other racist shit. Let's talk about some more racism. We got hot news out of Michigan. Tristan Webb, a 19-year-old member of a militant white supremacist group, is accused of breaking into two vacant Michigan prisons to scout out new training grounds for hate camps, which you're in Michigan. Just go to the fucking YMCA. They'll probably let you use it. Isn't Michigan itself a vacant prison? (laughs) If nothing else, it's a big training ground for hate groups. Yeah. There's a reason I call it Michigan, and it's because they have, I think, the second highest concentration of hate groups in the country behind California. Number one again, baby. Economy and militias. I do love that there's like enough vacant prisons in Michigan. It's a good sign. It 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 is. That's another industry that left Michigan. <laughs> left with the auto industry. Yeah. Crazy. With these prices on cars. <laughs> We're out of here. Yeah, I mean, whoever designed my 2013 Ford Focus should be in jail, so <laughs> So this guy is among three members of the base a neo-Nazi movement, probably named in part after Asa Base, who've been charged with one count each of larceny in a building, gang membership, felony firearm, and conspiracy to commit teaching use of firearms for a civil disorder. Those charges all sound cool. 
I'm not gonna lie. Like some of those sound like I was like, can you you can prison me for this? Yeah, the gang membership thing. Yeah, I'd be like, I mean, I'm just wearing a Tigers jersey, man. So juggalos can be imprisoned in Michigan. Don't ever forget it. Um, juggalos always have been imprisoned in Michigan. That's the whole point <laughs> of the insane clown posse, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there, remember when they had a feud with Eminem and Eminem's like, well, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. The, it almost turned into a shooting, though, at one point. I remember that. I mean, a wrestle off, maybe. Yeah, I mean, sure. That I would have watched. Yeah, I think we can agree that Eminem would have gotten his ass kicked by the Insane Clown Posse, by the way. If it was a fight. Yes. If they were releasing songs about each other, he would have dominated of, of them. Of course. But every time I think <laughs> about Eminem like saying he's a badass, I'm like, yeah, but it, it, not in like a fight, right? No, no. He would get worn the fuck out. Yeah. And snap you in half like a match. So each member of this group faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted, the the base is a pro-Hitler movement. No surprise there. Their goal is a race war that eventually ends in using violence, quote, to overthrow the existing social and political order. I don't know if they knew this, but if they're enjoying race war stuff, they don't need to overthrow the social and political order. It's already going towards a race war. Yeah, they, they just need to be patient. Yeah. Basically. Less than 20 years, man. They'll come and, out of prison and then they'll be like, we fucking missed the race war. Well, here's the thing. It, it'll probably start in prison, which then they're just getting in on the ground floor. <laughs> the early adopters. Like an, yeah. Early backer of a Kickstarter project. They're all accused of breaking into the Michigan Department of Corrections Camp Tuscola Annex and the Tuscola Residential Reentry Program in Cairo. Michigan. So I'm guessing Tuscola is a person and not a town. Annex? Come on, guys. Go for the full prison. Yeah, the, exactly. the learning annex? Yeah, why take an empty prison? Take one that's full. Yeah, take a, wanna, yeah that's what you want to do. Yeah. Although something some tells me if you go just, to a prison in Michigan and suggest race war training, it's not going to be the even teams that you're going to have. Yeah, and also that's another situation where they're going to be like, "We already we're doing that." Yeah, we're already. Ready. What do you want? It's shirt shirts and skins mean something totally different in prison <laughs> when you're picking teams. They also stole clothing that was county or state issued from these buildings, which I would have done that. Yeah, of course, like, of course you would. Yeah, you. I wouldn't break into this building uh, to build a hate camp or even a love camp. But I would break into it to steal like a prison jumpsuit. Automatic Halloween costume. 100%. It reminds me of how much I regret that time when I had just gotten off a train. I was at Union Station in LA and a guy outside walks up and asks for a cigarette. I give him a cigarette and he says, thank you. Would you first, he says, I just got out of jail. Would you like these LA County jail slippers in exchange for giving me that cigarette? If nothing else, you can sell them on eBay. And for some fucking reason, I said no. Like, if those fit, I'd still be wearing them to this day. I'd be like, why don't you sell them on eBay, man? You could buy, like, three packs of cigarettes with what you could get. Yeah, it was an awfully nice gesture in exchange for a cigarette. I believe he was innocent. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he did it. I don't think anyone in jail did it until proven otherwise. And even then, I'm questionable um, given the state of our justice system. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it seems to me that in the prison industry, uh, they let you know that you can sell these things on eBay because there's actually a lot of stuff on eBay that's like L.A. County slippers and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, once you get out, it's yours. You you might as well. How much, what are they going for? I mean, a, a pair so, a pair a pair sold of an L.A. County jail shoes and paper jumpsuit was listed at three hundred dollars and it sold. Oh, that's too much. I was it, see. I was trying to buy some. Um, well, for like a carton of Marlboros or something. Some I mean, uh, we can see their uh, blankets are on sale for forty nine dollars. You know, you can buy some shit. They've got they've got L A. If you look up L A. County Jail on eBay, like you know, some people are selling the prison yard inmate jail slip on black shoes for seventy bucks. You size nine? No, I'm a size 11, 11 and a half. All I'm so, saying is we should get those slippers. We, we should get those slippers. Uh, another of the three men, 25-year-old Justin Watkins, he's charged with terrorizing the home of a family in October 2020. He was targeting an anti-fascist podcaster named Daniel Harper. The guy who lived at the house was indeed named Daniel Harper, but different 
different Daniel Harper. Who would have thought so. a 25 year old neo Nazi wouldn't be smart enough to know who was who? Also, yeah. get inside, Justin. There's a pandemic happening. I wonder if we're going to find out that this story is kind of along the lines of the kidnap the governor story, where as more information comes out, we'll maybe find out the FBI was like, hey, anyone, anyone want to break into some, some abandoned prisons and see if we can turn them into hate camps? A lot of hijinks then- in the uh, in the Michigan militia field. Yeah. And you got to understand the FBI like any law enforcement agency wants to justify their budget. And a thing we've seen, the, we saw the FBI do it a lot after 9-11. And I think the, the plot to kidnap the governor was a similar thing where the people involved wouldn't necessarily have done it if the FBI didn't show up and go, hey, you want to do a thing? Like there was a group of uh, suspected terrorists, which I put in air quotes, I think in Buffalo, New York, where it was the same thing. The FBI sends an informant in who's like, hey, I got uh, information on how to build a bomb. If anyone wants to build a bomb. And he like pressures people into building this bomb. And then once they do it, they all get arrested. It's like, would they have done it if the FBI didn't show up? Who knows? I mean, no, who knows? But also, uh, fuck a white nationalist. Sorry. I hope the FBI is being especially harsh on you. Yeah. Fuck white nationalists. You are garbage and we hope that you die unceremoniously. It's the new Unpops theme, interestingly enough. So uh, let's talk about two more stories. Let's talk about one more racism story, of course. Uh, Tennessee governor says American exceptionalism will be unapologetically taught in schools. Uh, This is not a surprise to hear from the governor of Tennessee. He's uh, very Republican. He's in a very Republican state. He did this after there was a big anti-mask protest at a school board in Tennessee where uh, anti-mask parents were shouting at the parents who supported mask mandates and telling them, uh, we know where you live, you cannot hide. So pretty soon people are going to start murdering each other over COVID masks. They kind of are already, just in a... In a roundabout roundabout way. Tangential way, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The people of Tennessee definitely need a what would Dolly Parton think um, sticker or something that they have to look at and be like, what would Dolly Parton think about what I'm about to do? Remember early on in COVID when things were shutting down, one of the memes that was going around, or not even a meme, it was just a video, it said South Nashville is undefeated or downtown Nashville is undefeated. And it was just a picture of a packed fucking bar. No one wearing masks or anything. And it's just like kind of been that way with a lot of states. But Nashville specifically and Tennessee is one of the earliest places I remember that sentiment kicking off where people are like, we're not going to die. We're Republicans. Ironically, nine years ago during this recording, I was leaving Tennessee. I just saw on my on my memories because this is uh, oh, nine yeah. years ago was when I was moving to L.A. And my like my sec at first I was in um, Western Pennsylvania. Shout out to the Buffalo Bill story. Then I went to Tennessee sure. to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And then I went to Texas, which I mean, we haven't talked about Texas at the beginning of this episode. So I'm, I covered a lot of ground on this episode nine years ago. <laughs> did you stop at nashville when you went through tennessee i couldn't because i had to like move because i was 12 hours i was a 12 hour drive away from everything because i went to from uh harrisburg to murfreesboro tennessee home of the now canceled bonnaroo festival sorry brett is it canceled forever or just this no it's canceled because of the storm actually it like waterlogged the whole festival grounds um so uh and then to arlington texas home of the texas rangers uh mm-hmm. to stay with my friend josh and then albuquerque new mexico um uh, to stay with my friend greg who you remember is the guy that booked us the venue when we went and performed out there that first time oh yeah that guy was great and he was great and then los angeles and they were all like 12 hour drive apart well that sounds like a fun trip jeff you know what not the 12 hour drive part alone but <laughs> yeah i've driven cross country it, it's not good let me tell you you never know how long and big arkansas is until you're still driving through it and you're like this fucking place really yeah it's, it's especially bad when you're in a state you don't want to stop in oh right like nebraska stopping in omaha is cool 
But once you get past Omaha, that's fucking children of the corn territory, man. You don't want to stop. I do like Omaha, though. Omaha's great. I fucking love Omaha so much. Anyway, American exceptionalism. If you're unsure, it is a school of thought that claims the U.S. is just inherently different from all other countries in that our history and values and political system are unique in human history. That I will say that that's not wrong. The uniqueness of our existence. I think there's a lot of ingredients that make us very unique. Um, But the idea that exceptionalism has a positive lean towards it is a is a thing that I kind of take umbrage with in that you're just like, well, we're quite exceptional. And it's like, well, no, I think part of the ingredients of our exceptionalism is like slavery. Like we yeah, built the country on free labor. Our entire agrarian con- uh, economy was built on free stolen labor. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Unique all, it isn't always good. Yeah. Like, yes, we have a very unique history and that's not always a good thing. Like getting stabbed is unique. Like most of the time. For you, maybe. On on most days, you don't get stabbed. But if you do, it's going to be a very unique day for you in history. I think but not the, for the better. Yeah, like it's unique in the way we saw the uniqueness of of America and of itself when we tried to turn the former Soviet Union into like a an America and it immediately fell apart and created an anti-American new Soviet Union because we were <laughs> like, have some capitalism. And they're like, we do not like this. I can buy compacted disc, and also we are all starving. They do love McDonald's, though. Well, that was the first thing. Remember the lines out of McDonald's and uh, um, when they first opened it in in Moscow? Because it was the most affordable food, and it still is in a lot of cases. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome, yeah. Russia, flooding you with our delicious, nutritious McDees. I kind of want McDonald's right now. I I could go for I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. Get a McDouble, extra onions, extra pickles. Mm. Mm. I fucks with a McDouble. I don't need the extras. I tell you but, what, man. There's something about those like dehydrated ass onions that they put on there. I do like them. It's a treat. And having managed a McDonald's, I can tell you that if you prepare them with the wrong temperature water, they turn pink. I mean, that's all. Awesome. And then you could be like, we're doing pickled onions now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's warm water turns them pink. We should do that. Anyway, that's just part of our American exceptionalism, those McDonald's onions. Honestly, though, kind of. A little bit, yeah. We are unique in that we can also destroy your nation with our restaurants. And we will destroy your nation's toilets. Because there, there's never a time where you're living in a town and you're like, oh, no, there's an Indian place coming. We're all going to get fat now. That doesn't happen. You just have a cool new place to eat. But if you're in another country and McDonald's shows up, it's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Half the nation's going to have diabetes in six months. Great. We're all going to be missing feet soon. (laughs) So what's really interesting about the idea of American exceptionalism and how all of these true patriots are wanting to push it, it's a phrase that one was coined by Joseph Stalin. In the line at McDonald's. Yes, yes. He was the first customer. With an exceptional uh, hamburger. (laughs) He was first customer at the McDonald's in Moscow. People don't know that. And uh, he was he was using it to critique the political system in the United States. And the critique, even more than that, was aimed at a faction of the American communist movement that argued that the American political climate was so unique, it made the country an exception to certain elements of Marxist theory. So this is Republicans pushing a communist idea, but they're too stupid to realize it. Kind of like when you see a country band cover Born in the USA, but they're like waving American flags and uh, thinking they're being patriotic. No, 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 no. That is not what that song is about, bub. And uh, same thing here. American exceptionalism isn't uh, meant to be a good thing, but racists have co-opted it and turned it into a positive. Which that's... Good for them, you know? Yeah. You know, you, you, I mean, you, you make lemonade. You yeah. make pure, white, un, <laughs> undisturbed lemonade with a gun. Let's, let's close out by talking about a very weird story. I'm never quite sure how far, like, local California stories make it to the rest of the world. But this one is nuts. Here's the thing is that 
this isn't local for us. Well, California. Yeah, but like, this I'm is, saying, but it's not local. No, news like for us, it's Northern California. I mean, do you, you must get people that are like, "Hey, do you get up to San Francisco a lot?" Because people would ask me that a lot from Massachusetts. And I'm like, I don't know. Do you go to Baltimore a lot? <laughs> and they're like, No, yeah. that's like eight states away. I'm like, Baltimore is closer to you than I am to San Francisco. For me, it would be like there'd be an earthquake in the Bay Area and my mom would text me and be like, are you close to that earthquake? It's like if it was in the opposite, in a different direction, we wouldn't even be in the same time zone. Yeah, we we are. Like, we are in the most uh, of the coastline. Like people seem yeah, to forget we, that that this one state was made sort of in a not not New Englandy way. Yeah, I've me and you did a comedy show once where the venue was basically in the ocean. We sure did. Uh, Remember, it was that Zach Miller show. And like if a shark walked in there and was like, this is mine, we would have had to give it to him. Yeah, that's your, you're we right. Were in the ocean. It belongs to that venue belongs to the ocean. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that was Poseidon's home. It was his, <laughs> it sure it was. Was his summer home. And that crowd sucked. Yeah, anyway. yeah, there was a lot of it was like doing a fundraiser for Long Beach baseball family. <laughs> anyway. This weird ass story of a family was walking along a hiking trail in Northern California. They were found dead. The whole family, John Garrish, his wife, Ellen Chung, their daughter, Michu, and the family dog who is unnamed for privacy reasons. We have very strict privacy laws surrounding pet deaths in California. Yeah. If you say a pet's name in a British tabloid, you can get sued. Yep. Yep. Same thing here, but you can be jailed. Yeah. In, a, in an abandoned Michigan jail. <laughs> Malishigan, please. There were, there were no signs of trauma or physical injury of any sort. They all just kind of dropped dead. There was no clear cause of death. <laughs> Robert Stack needs to come back from the dead to talk about this story. It is so weird. The, shortly after they died, authorities just closed the trails down and declared it a hazmat scene, but they weren't sure why. They were just like, it had to be something that killed these people because they obviously weren't murdered. Maybe they were well, poisoned I, at the Buffalo Wild Wings on the trail. That's true. They might have been. Every hiking trail in California has a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what people don't know. That's why yeah, we have the biggest economy in the country. <laughs> it's like an emergency telephone, except you can get wings and a beer there, too. Yeah. It's great. You can watch the uh, watch the highlight match. Yeah. You can watch soccer. No, you, was, you I don't want to do that. A fucking family died. A family died on a hiking trail in California is what we're getting at. And here's the thing. There's not a whole lot to the story. The, the one thing they suspect might have caused it is a toxic algae bloom. There were some bodies of water in the area that warned about this toxic algae. And that seems like it would make the most sense. Like if all four of them went swimming and then even like, I don't know, the dog too? Like dogs do love a do love a swim swim. Maybe they all like the dog went in and then they all petted the dog and died. That's what that could have been. Yeah. It's an atomic dog. (laughs) George Clinton killed them. Naughty, naughty puppy. Yeah. These these trails are north of Fresno in the Sierra National Forest. So I'll never be there. Yeah. If the if the hike didn't take them out, Fresno was going to. Is that further north than Sacramento? No, 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 no. Fresno is closer than Sacramento. I'm trying to figure out what the furthest north I've been in California is. Uh, might have been Santa Cruz, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the geography past, you know, like Long Beach. Man, so, what a weird thing. Just a fucking family wiped out. Yeah. And it's just this is an X-File. No idea how it happened. Yeah, this is an X-File. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's obviously or not obviously, but probably going to have a perfectly reasonable explanation. But it's weird that it's taken this long. I don't know how that happens. Like sometimes they'll be like toxicology reports are going to take eight months. And then sometimes they're just there right away. I feel like maybe like when you're looking for something specific, it's a lot easier to find it on like a spectrograph or whatever. Like, I don't know shit about this stuff, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, there are, there are definitely levels to passing and failing drug tests, which I imagine are pretty similar. So yeah, who, who knows what happened to this family? We'll, we'll keep you posted and we won't, you'll have to keep yourself. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah. This isn't that kind of podcast. We'll have other things to talk about on the next episode, but uh, I think that's a sode, right? That's a sode. Jeff, do you have anything to plug? 
Adam, you know I do. I don't know if you know this, but I have cool friends. And you can check out Jeff Has Cool Friends at patreon.com slash Jeff May. Uh, you, can, you can check that out. You can give me money because I need it. Uh, or past that, you can also get it a week later uh, with the, the curse words beeped out. But you can find that literally anywhere. Um, but you can check out just Google Jeff Has Cool Friends and you, you'll get there. Uh, you can also check out You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast about Adam not liking sports. Uh, Jeff doesn't no, even like sports. You, you took too long. You're too busy sucking on oh. your vape. Speaking of that, and maybe I will put this up in the Unpops feed for free this week so people can give me and Jeff's goddamn wonderful sports podcast a listen. There is a bonus episode of the sports pod coming out the same week as this about the malice at the palace. Mm -hmm. Malice uh, at the palace. Right. All right. Continue your plugs, fuckface. You can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. uh, Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed, I'm guessing. I don't know what the Patreon is, um, but that's fun. And then uh, that's 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 it. We got other stuff coming, but you know, find us on the internet. Find me on the internet. Leave Adam alone. Block him. Uh, yeah, don't fuck with me on social media. I've like every month there's some part of it I stop doing. Like now I don't have my mentions showing anywhere because I, uh, I can't <laughs> do it. So. Yeah, you can follow me, though. It makes me look good in the public eye. So uh, add to my follower count, and uh, I'll interact with you again someday when I have more stuff to promote. Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can go subscribe there for a bunch of bonus content. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that's it. Bone con. Bone con. Bone con. Uh, Let's get out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the dead family rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs>